Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. The hymn of Kasyani refers to the famous hymn of the Matins of Holy Wednesday, chanted on the evening of Holy Tuesday night. Kasyani, of course, refers to Saint Kasyani, the hymnographer, a 9th century nun who was born and lived most of her life in Constantinople. During her life, she also distinguished herself as a defender of orthodoxy having been persecuted during the iconoclast struggle. She wrote other hymns, such as the glory hymn of Vespers of Christmas Day and also much of the canon of Holy Saturday. However, she is preeminently known for the beautiful and inspiring hymn which takes her name, chanted on Great and Holy Tuesday evening. Before giving a brief description, it would be worthwhile to read out the actual hymn. Lord, the woman who had fallen into many sins, perceiving your divinity, took up the role of myrrh-bearer and with lamentation brings sweet myrrh to you before your burial. Alas, she says, for night is for me a frenzy of lust, a dark and moonless love of sin. Accept the fountains of my tears, you who from the clouds draw out the water of the sea. Bow yourself down to the groanings of my heart, you who bowed the heavens by your ineffable self-emptying. I shall kiss your immaculate feet and wipe them again with the locks of my hair, those feet whose sound Eve heard at dusk in paradise and hid herself in fear. Who can search out the multitude of my sins and the depths of your judgments, my Saviour, Saviour of souls? Do not despise me, your servant, for you have mercy without measure. The sinful woman, of course, refers to the passage from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 to 50, where Jesus is invited to dine in the house of Simon the Pharisee. The woman, who did not have a good reputation in the area, entered the house of Simon the Pharisee and waited behind Jesus, kneeling and weeping 
the tears falling on his feet. She wipes them away with her hair, kisses his feet, and anoints them with myrrh. It has been said that if we were to somehow lose all of the scriptures of our church, including the New Testament, but were only left with the parable of the prodigal son, that would be enough for us to understand the core of what our faith is about. In a similar sense, we could also say that if we were to lose the great bulk of the hymns chanted in our church, but were left with this particular hymn, it would be enough for us to understand what the basis of repentance is, how we approach repentance, who our Saviour and Lord is, and in what manner we are called to approach Him. In a sense, this hymn is quite unique, because it not only addresses the subject of sin and repentance from sin, but it also contains the basis of our theology on who Jesus Christ is. The sinful woman is able to perceive Christ's divinity, and this is exactly the same person, Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, the Word of God, whose footsteps Eve heard in paradise after having disobeyed God. In its poetic ability to focus on a very personal interaction described in the Gospels, but yet to draw out the immeasurable immensity of God's omnipotence, of God's love, and of His mercy, but especially of His self-emptying humility, this hymn has few parallels. We understand the omnipotence of God when the hymn refers to the one who from the clouds draws out the water of the sea, we too can only bow our hearts and heads in utter gratitude at the humility of our Lord, who bowed the heavens by his ineffable self-emptying. What else but the uncontainable and ceaseless forgiving love of our Lord could be described in the phrase, Who can search out the multitude of my sins and the depths of your judgments? It is here that we understand in the innermost depths of our heart that no matter how great our sins are or how numerous they might be, the forgiveness our Lord shows to us cannot be measured. How are we to approach repentance? How should we repent? Firstly, just as this woman did, we admit responsibility for our sins and especially for our inability to control our passions. The personal sincerity, the emotion, the passionate and unconditional manner in which she admits sorrow for her sins within the hymn has no parallel in the hymns of great Lent and one could say in the general hymnology of our church. Secondly, we appreciate and observe the ideal approach that the fathers of the church taught to us 
in showing repentance through tears, real tears, but not tears of despair or tears of desperation, but tears to acknowledge both our shame in having allowed our sins to distance us from God, but also tears of gratitude and thanks that the Lord not only accepts us back into his house, but places a ring on our finger, clothes us with a new robe, places new shoes on our feet, and leads us to a feast to celebrate a return to his embrace. Our own humility, as we bow down and ask for God's mercy, can never match the ultimate humility Christ showed in his passions and crucifixion, which serve as the one pole of climax of Holy Week. But in showing remorse, tears and humility for our sins, we too are granted the high privilege of being murderers to Christ. And what were those murderers who left before the crack of dawn on the third day after Christ's crucifixion, what were they blessed to witness? The salvific resurrection of our Lord, the ultimate victory over the most tragic consequence of sin, death. Here at last is revealed the unfathomable depth and width of God's mercy towards us. The hymn in Greek begins with the word Kyrie, which is Greek for Lord, and it ends with the word Eleos, which in Greek means mercy. So if we were to condense this hymn, we would look at that most frequent and most pronounced prayer of Orthodox Christianity, Kyrie Eleison, Lord have mercy. Behind those two words and taking inspiration from these two words, the hymn of St. Cassiani expands on that theme and opens up whole vistas of God's love, God's mercy, God's humility, and our approach to that. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of the Journey to Pascha podcast. Please be sure to subscribe on your preferred listening platform and check out the Greek Orthodox Christian Society YouTube channel. Our website at lichnos.org, that's L-Y-C-H-N-O-S dot O-R-G. And our Orthodox Journey Facebook and Instagram sites for even more Orthodox spiritual content. Thank you.